0: Welcome to Up Close and Empowered with host, Sana Johns. Over the next hour, you'll hear from Sana and her guests on how you can become more empowered through life's most challenging situations. Sana's journey through her own transformation has inspired her to awaken you to your divine power.
1: Hi, everyone. Welcome to this week's episode of Up Close and Empowered. I'm Sana Johns, where my hopes are to inspire, to awaken you to your true power because you are more powerful than you know. So before I begin today, I want to thank all of my listeners for your continued support. I love the feedback and please feel free to continue to reach out. And for those of you that would like to work in any capacity, please go to sanalife.com. That's S-O-N-N-A-L-I-F-E.com. I would love to hear from you. So without further ado, Do. I'm really excited about my show today. Uh, The guest that I have on is someone that I met through a coaching company that we are both involved in. It's called the Human Capital Group. And it's an executive coaching company that we are both a partner in. And we met on that platform. And I, you know, heard about her background and I looked into and researched what she was into. And I really felt like she would be a perfect fit for this empowerment show. Her name is Gabriela Chang, and she is a feminine embodiment coach and author. She's passionate about supporting women who are continuously giving their power away and are afraid to speak their truth. Today, she's going to share why she is so devoted to helping women connect to their innate feminine wisdom and guiding them towards increasing their feminine frequencies to awaken the magic goddess within them. This is going to be fun. It's going to be very Interesting, informative, but fun too. So it was through her own heartbreak and lack of fulfillment and love that led her to her purpose and wanting to experience more fulfillment in her life. Like many women, she turned away from her own feminine nature. And we're really going to focus on this today because many of us women do this. We get caught up with everything but connecting to our feminine nature. She recognized that she was unknowingly taking on a masculine role in her relationship. So she saw the patterns. And after a lot of frustration, heartache, heartache, and pain, she decided to do the work and really start to connect to herself and start honoring herself to elevate her own vibration, which she is going to tell us all about today. Gabriella believes that every woman, every woman has an inner goddess waiting to be unleashed. And it is her purpose to guide them on their journey. So let's welcome today, Gabriela Chang. Welcome. Thank
2: you so much, Sana, for that amazing introdu- introduction. I'm so honored to be here. I'm grateful for you to approach me to be your guest today. So I appreciate you
1: so much. Oh, thanks. I really appreciate you being here. And, you know, I usually start out with the story, but, you know, what your story is, and we'll get into that in just a second. But I want you to tell our listeners what is a feminine embodiment coach, just give us an overview of what that really means. What is the description that you would give?
2: Absolutely, people feel very intrigued when I tell them I'm a feminine embodiment coach. For some men, uh, it sounds kind of juicy, and for women, sometimes it's a little what is going on there? What is feminine, right? Because we associate femininity with weakness many times, so uh, in In conclusion, uh, feminine embodiment is being in our feminine energy. How does it feel to be powerful? How does it feel to be purposeful and influence others? And how do we do this the right way? So it starts with feeling the feelings. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Many of us women run away and not just women, you know, men do also run away from their feelings. So it's difficult for us to connect to our bodies, to our feelings, to our, you know, sensations and everything that is going on within us. And what we do is we we just run away from it. So instead of doing that, I help my clients to slow down, to pause to stay in the moment, stay in the present, and it's like meditation, you know, you have to stay present, and that's basically what we do. Embodiment practices like dancing, moving our energy, stock energy that we repressed uh, stays in our body, and then it causes all kinds of illnesses.
1: Right, right. Well, we'll talk about that a little bit later, because I do want to dive into that deeper. So what led you on this journey? How did you get to be a feminine embodiment coach and have such passion for what you do?
2: Absolutely. Oh my gosh. It was a series of events that led me to becoming a feminine embodiment coach because um, I was married for nine years and I was unsatisfied. I was constantly telling him, I don't feel safe. And he will come back to me frustrated and say, what do you mean you don't feel safe? We have a house. We have cars. We have Mm -hmm. good financials. You're safe. Like, you know, your life is not in danger. So what do you mean? And I was like, I don't know. I just don't. Something inside tells me that I don't feel safe, you know? So it took me a few years to figure out what that meant. And so after I called out my my marriage and I said, I'm done. I had no ounce of love for him anymore. I didn't care. Uh, I took a year to focus on me to figure out things out. And then after that year, I actually got in a relationship. But unfortunately, this relationship was completely opposite of my marriage. Mm. So uh, now I can tell you, you know, these two opposite relationships, um, one protected me from feeling my abandonment issues, one protected me from um, crying all the time, from being, feeling lonely or feeling unsafe all the time, to actually use that energy to build something, build my career, develop my masculine traits, and, and be a strong, powerful woman in this um. Uh, you know, hyper world. But then the next relationship actually forced me to open up my heart. So what I experienced was a lot of pain, a lot of triggers. I didn't know what triggers meant. I didn't know was. Projection meant I had no idea what was happening in my body. I was just shaking all the time. I was having anxiety for the first time in my life. Me, the powerful woman who has everything under control, all of a sudden, I was feeling weak. I was feeling like I had no control over anything that was happening. And, you know, the more frustrated I became, and the more I fell into the darkness of. Not knowing what was happening and feeling afraid of losing the relationship, you know, and afraid of being lonely and alone. So we had a lot of power struggles. I closed up my heart, but then it will open up and just all of this wounds started to to trigger me and to hurt. And then I realized that I was recreating parts of my childhood that I never healed. Things that I never looked through or worked through, or I just pushed away so that I could go and get my career done. And then all of a sudden it was coming, was coming after me.
1: (laughs) Right, right. It's, it's hard to bypass that. I mean, we, we can for a while, but at some point it is going to surface. It will show up in some way. And if we don't see it, then it will show up again until we finally get it. And it sounds like that's what happened to you.
2: Yes, and I'm glad that it happened in my early 30s. For some people, it doesn't ever happen. For some people, it happens in their 60s, you know? So I am grateful that it happened uh, at an early age. However, the pain was very excruciating, um, and I had to truly sit down and break down multiple times so that I could break through and actually Become empowered because we have a lot of illusions and a lot of misbeliefs around what it means to be empowered, what a, what it means to be powerful. And I feel that that's part of my work, you know, to clarify and to reframe what is in the air and what true empowerment means for a woman.
1: Mm-hmm. And and what does true empowerment mean to you? What what is your what would be your definition of true empowerment?
2: Yeah, for me, it will be that I am free to develop and to show my masculine traits or uh, develop my career and make the millions of dollars that I want to make or, or have the freedom to hold um, whatever role I want to hold in my life. However, it also means that I protect and nourish my feminine energy. Um, for many people, empowerment means to only develop their masculine energy. Mm -hmm. Uh, because masculinity is strong. And so they mask femininity and they are afraid of losing that power because they're only nourishing the masculine side of them. So that's when we feel out of balance and that's when we uh, cannot attract the right partner.
1: Right. And I want to talk more about this because I think this is really important. I, I do feel that some women do tend to get too caught up with more of the masculine side. And listen, some of us that are single moms, we've had to do it on our own. And there's there's some cases where we do have to use a little bit more of our masculine energy. energy, but there is some relevance to really tapping in and staying connected to your feminine energy. And I think that I think you're right. I think that it's when it's out of balance, then our lives can be out of balance because how we feel ourselves affects all of our relationships, whether it's personal business, it doesn't matter. So what does somebody do? What, what would be the first thing that they would need to do to start tapping into their feminine power?
2: The first thing I always um, help my clients with is we need to figure out what is it that you want. The majority of people don't know what they want. They have no idea what to look for, where to look for it, you know? And so once we're able to figure out what is it that you want and how you want to feel when you have that, then we can create a path that will lead you there. So that's the first step. Uh, If somebody for example, a woman comes to me and she says, I don't want a partnership, but I want you to be successful in my business. Then, you know, that person I will recommend and refer to someone else, because if you're not interested in a relationship, you will be someone who's not interested in nourishing your feminine energy. Mm-hmm. The feminine energy is magnetic and powerful on its own.
1: Yes. And when you have that magnetism, you will flourish in all areas of your life. That's what I believe. That's why I, I believe that empowerment comes from within and it's really important to connect to the feminine nature. That's why I was attracted to having you on the show because I I know how important it is and it's hard to find that balance because I work with a lot of professional women that are in really high level jobs and sometimes it there is an imbalance and You know they don't have the time to really tap into their feminine unless they really think about it and step into that self-awareness. So how can someone that is really busy or trying to run a business, or let's say just trying to run their household, being a a single mom at home with her kids, what is the best way that they can balance their energies?
2: I call it rituals, feminine rituals. I feel that every woman needs to have these rituals in place. And sometimes when I don't do my rituals, I get a little grumpy. So uh, femininity and how you nourish it is through self-care. That's the number one, the easiest way that uh, people will understand, you know, uh, self-care is vital. Uh, self-care is not just about bubble baths and go get your manicure done, you know, self-care entitles your spirituality, your intellectual, uh, you know, your mindset, your emotional well-being and your physical well-being as well. So what can you do and what can you commit to to have a healthy lifestyle, you know? If you're constantly finding yourself doing diets and then you bounce back, uh, then that is not the right thing to, to take care of yourself, you know. Uh, what are you doing to feel better emotionally? And how are you handling your own triggers? Because we all have triggers and we all cope differently to the different t- triggers that we have, you know. So how are you taking care of yourself?
1: What are you doing? Mm-hmm. So finding um, that time finding the time out of their day to care for themselves, whatever exactly. that ritual may be. It could be yoga, meditation, nature, mm-hmm. whatever. It's something that tells the subconscious that I'm worthy. I need to take care of myself because when I'm solid in myself, then I'm able to show up everywhere else in my life.
2: Yes. How do you disconnect from everything mm-hmm. that is going on? Right. Right. Because sometimes we don't want to disconnect because we are afraid that if I disconnect, the world is going to fall apart and nothing will work without Mm -hmm. me. But we have to allow others to be independent and we have to just allow things to happen without us having to control something or having to control the outcome or the person. So uh, I will recommend people to just try to disconnect. However, for some people, it may be difficult to listen to their own thoughts.
1: Yes, yes. (laughs) But but don't you feel that that's part of the work? It's part of discovering ourselves and connecting to ourselves is to feel to heal. Yes, but you know the problem is that those can be like little demons in your head. I know. I know. <laughs> little demons. That's why some people never address it. And you know what? That's okay because everybody's on their own path. Some people want to and some people don't want to. And at yeah. certain points of their life, it may, you know, come back to, you know, they may decide to address it. Yeah. You know, it's it's there's really and there's no judgment here at all, but but you're right. I mean, it is it's it's triggering for people and it can be uncomfortable. But I think on the other side of it, it's important for people to know that it is really beautiful to be able to go through this work and really reconnect with yourself, spirit, God, universe, and really step into your power from within. I mean, to me, there's no other way. That's my person. and I think that you're going to agree.
2: Of course, and How many times do you allow yourself to cry hard and to yell and to scream and to just let all of those emotions out? I know I did many times.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: I yeah. Sometimes I had to take my pillow and just... Uh, put it in my face and just scream my lungs out out of anger and just cry for an entire year nonstop. You know, sometimes we just have to allow the energy to flow
1: through us so that we can really move on. Right, right. And you must, was that your pivotal point in that last relationship that you just were so unhappy and you couldn't, you were confused, obviously, and you're like, you know, this just doesn't feel right. And was that the final breaking point that really led you to start doing the work? Like, what was the first thing that you did to kind of get on the path?
2: Yes, I felt blamed uh, from my, you know, previous relationship and then the relationship that i was in i w- I felt blamed that all of the problems everything that was happening was because of me um mm-hmm. and then i realized it wasn't my fault i didn't have the support i didn't have the communication skills however they didn't either they couldn't hold space for me they mm-hmm. couldn't show up for me they couldn't step up for me you know and um Like many women, I didn't grow up with a father. So from there, my relationship to the masculine was broken. And then as I was doing my healing and going through my journey, I realized that I also had issues with the spiritual or the universe or God, you know, because that's the masculine. And when we are manifesting or when we are trying to attract goodness and fortune and wealth into our lives, abundance, if we have an issue with the masculine and we're blocked, then that's why we don't have what we want because we are blocking our receiving from the masculine.
1: Right. That is so true. Thanks for sharing that. I'm glad you talked about being uh, blamed as well, because I know that that's something that a lot of people do experience. And it's really hard to be blamed for everything. It's really hard. And over time, it whittles away at your self-worth and it really causes you to question yourself. So thank you for bringing that up. So we're going to take a short break. And then on the other side of the break, I wanna ask you about the dating world. What's going on? What do you think? What are the trends? What's happening? What do you hear your clients say? So we'll dive into that right after the break. Absolutely, I'm excited for that.
3: Follow Voice America at Facebook.com forward slash Voice America for juicy updates from your favorite radio shows and podcasts.
0: Did you know you have the power to overcome any obstacles and create the life you desire? Listen for Up Close and Empowered, with host Sana Johns. Sana has proven with nearly three decades of experience it is totally possible to become stronger, more confident, and empowered to live a life of love, fulfillment, and success. It's through Sana's personal transformation that has inspired her to awaken you to your divine power. Up Close and Empowered with Sana Johns, Thursdays at 12 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel.
3: On Living Strong, the flip side of adversity,
0: Dr. Veerder Jackson presents stories and powerful guest experts from business, health, relationships, and faith. Every story has its flip side, and we are here to delve into the story and challenge you to view what has kept you in a singular mindset and turn it into the flip side. When you can effectively do that, you'll experience necessary growth. Tune in live every Thursday at 5 p.m. Eastern Time and 2 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel
3: enjoying our shows and can't get enough of us follow us on instagram at voice america talk radio and see what we're cooking up for you
0: welcome back to up close and empowered with sana johns have a question for sana or guests Join us on the show at 888-346-9141. That's 888-346-9141. Now back to the show.
1: Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Up Plus and Empowered with Gabriela Chang. I'm Sana Johns, and we're having a very interesting conversation about feminine embodiment. And we're going to get into some juicier details real soon here, too. I want to ask Gabriella about... The dating world right now, because I know that some people would like to know, like what what are the trends? What are you seeing with your clients? What are the biggest challenges, the frustrations? And it could be both men and women. What whatever you want to share.
2: Yeah, uh, I feel that with dating, we continue to have the same core issues we've had forever. You know, it's just that now we are more connected, we see more issues, people are more distracted, you know, so now we have to fight for um, attention from all the devices, you know. (laughs) But um, one of the biggest issues I see with, with distractions is the fact that people are not committed to getting to know people. So we are discarding people in a sense, you know, Uh, men and women equally go on one date, and they just didn't feel it, or they just didn't like the person for whatever reason, you know, and they just decide, I don't want to see this person again. Or, the opposite is also true where they go on a date and now they have met their soulmates. Now they feel that this strong connection and they believe is their, you know, their person and they start maybe pushing and forcing it and, and being needy and clingy to this person, you know? So it's, it's on either extreme, it's, it's out of balance as well.
1: Right, right. So, so tell us a little bit more about that. I mean, It's people have to be in alignment, obviously, but do you think that people should give it more than a chance? I mean, you you mentioned that people aren't getting a chance to really get to know each other and maybe they're moving too quickly or they're coming to their own decisions too quickly. I mean, what do you think about that?
2: Yes, I feel that people, because they don't know what they want, they're also being very critical and judgmental. You know, Mm -hmm. there are people out there in different phases of their lives. Some people are not ready, but they are uh, saying that they are. Some people are just playing the game. Some people are just enjoying the moment and they're not interested in anything else, you know. So I feel that we have to honor people's faces in whatever they are, you know because sometimes i know women can be more intuitive we can be like oracles and psychics and we can you know think for the other person <laughs> but i also think that it's important to honor whatever that person is at in that moment if they uh, uh you know they may be the right person for you on paper but then for whatever reason they may not be ready to be with you maybe in one year or two years they will be ready so i feel that honoring each person's face will be the easiest Thing to do when navigating relationships, you know, or, or dating. I remember when I was dating, I, you know, gave opportunities three dates and that's it. Sometimes uh, as I was transitioning from being too much in my masculine energy and trying to feel and nourish my feminine energy, I said yes to a few people. I know uh, I will not have said yes in the past, but I said yes just so that I could learn how to lean back and learn how to share the gift of my mm. femininity. So that was part of my embodiment practice to actually take the time to feel it, to honor it. So when my right person came along, I was ready to enjoy our time without all the struggles, with without all the triggers and miscommunication and to try to make things happen the way I want it.
1: Right. I love that. So if I'm hearing you correctly, you're saying that you would go out and you would do it as a learning and being curious about the date, about getting to know somebody and also to get into the energy of feeling feminine. And because we all know when we put out that energy and we're feeling really good about ourselves that we eventually attract that, correct? Exactly and you know for us
2: women who want to be with a masculine man so what does it mean to be with a masculine man? Well, it's somebody who makes you feel safe, somebody who holds space for you, someone who wants to hold, um, support you, build you up and uh, just be there for you in any shape or form right um however, if you're not that type of woman then you might want to be you know attracting passive men. Uh, men who let you dominate and who let you uh, take charge and many times I find women think that that's what they want I want a man who lets me take charge and I want to plan and I want to do all of these things my way but then they are feeling unsafe they're feeling unfulfilled they are blaming the guy for not stepping up but she's not giving him a chance to step up because she is doing everything she's not being So one of my practices was to actually learn how to lean back, how to observe actions and listen to actions. Because I feel a lot of us women fall in the trap of listening to the cute words and the nice little things they, you know, they whisper in our ears. Uh, And we have orgasmic ears, right? We we have to be careful with that. So it was practice for me to listen to
1: actions. Yes. Oh my gosh. That is so true. Actions speak so much louder for sure. Yeah. So when you say, when you talk about the masculine energy, give us an idea of when you say that you had to consciously like step out of that masculine energy and learn to lean in and be more open to your feminine energy. Can you just maybe give an example of what that would be?
2: Yeah. So for example uh if somebody asks for my number i will decide if i wanted to give it out and then let them you know kind of like always traditional sense mm-hmm. um and so if they reached out i will be happy open uh respond to their questions and then let them lead uh many times um or at the beginning i'll be the one asking out because that's what we feminine feminists uh Feminism has taught us, right? You go for it. You go uh, be a go-getter, right? And get your man. Uh, Don't let society tell you that you can't be, uh, you know, you cannot get what you want. Um, So, but I think that in relationships, the polarity, the law of polarity is important to understand and to apply because that's one of the universal laws. A lot of people believe in the law of attraction. There are 12 laws. So I work with the love polarity, and it allows the we, the woman to actually lean back and observe, and just allow him to lead, you know. And when you allow him to lead, then you have the opportunity to observe if he's going to be the one you the man you want, you know. Because many times, what I see with my clients and what I see with women, and it's something that I did as well, is that I was forcing. I was forcing the man to plan. And I was telling him, you have to plan for me. You have to ask me out on a date. You have to do this. And that is off-putting for anyone, either woman or man, doesn't matter. It's off-putting to a person to be told how they are to be.
1: Right. And don't you think sometimes when you're too persistent and you're pushing too much that things actually do the opposite? They resist. It doesn't even... Come to fruition, or it will cause some kind of argument, or you know, some kind of chaos.
2: Yes, absolutely. You know, um, we show up with desperation, and there is like this repelling energy about us when we want things our way and we want them at this time. We don't wait for that divine timing. We don't wait for that right person. We have our expectations, our assumptions, our ideals. That are out of alignment with what
1: we truly want. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I want to talk about that. I do want to put out there though, if someone would like to call in and has a question for Gabriella, we are going to take calls. I probably, you know, I meant to say this before the break, but I do want to put this out there in case there's someone that has a question for her. The number is 888-346-9141. Again, it's 888- 346-9141 346-9141 if you would like to ask a question, but this is getting really good. This is really good. I knew there was a reason why I wanted you on the show because I love to talk about this stuff. I could talk about it all day long. <laughs> yes, all day long. <laughs> so now I really want to really dig deep about this goddess energy and the alpha female and you know what is goddess energy and what isn't goddess energy. Let's talk about that for a while.
2: So for me, a goddess is a woman who is in her full feminine power, that she learns how to communicate, that she knows how to build and support others, and that she's not constantly expecting others to come to her rescue or to come and tell her, uh, you know, try to satisfy her needs. She satisfies her own needs. She knows what she wants and she knows how to get it, but she also knows how to ask for help. She knows when she's not feeling good and she asks for support. She builds her community. She has a purpose and she knows that, that if she wants to be with a man, she allows her man to be her equal, meaning if you are a goddess, then maybe your equal is your God or a God, you know? And and I feel that we have to clear a lot of that God energy because of our connection to the divine. Many times we have um, repression or resentment towards God and and we have to clear the resentment towards men in general.
1: Mm -hmm. Tell us a little bit more about that.
2: Yes. Yes. You know, we we still live in a patriarchy society, a hyper-masculine society, but it's not only men's fault that we live in that society. And I think that a lot of uh, us women are blaming men for the society that we have. Uh, In my journey of healing and and trusting the masculine, I realized that I'm grateful for men for building the world that we have. Because now that we have bridges, now that we have airplanes, we are connected and it's easier to to move around the world and, and have better experiences. So now me as a woman, it is my turn to bring in my femininity. So how can I do that? How can I restore nature? Nature is the feminine energy. How can I restore what has been lost due to the need to build the world the way it is, you know? And me as a woman, what can I do to have a relationship that actually builds each other instead of blaming my man for not meeting my needs and for not doing things the way I want? We can be very demanding as women.
1: Right. And I think there's a lot of misconceptions out there too about goddess energy. And that's why I wanted to bring this up. And I think this is a really important topic because people that have their perception of goddess energy, it's sometimes more in the expectation realm, You know, expecting, uh, I might even say entitlement. Okay. I'm going to put that out there. I know it's a really strong word, but there are some people that feel that that goddess energy is you know, I deserve this, I'm owed this, I, I, I. So I want you to clarify that because I know you and I've talked about this and I think it's really important.
2: Yes. So all women are goddesses, but all men are gods too. It's just that we are in our human um, nature driven by our egos, you know? So I feel that entitlement. A woman who feels she's a goddess it's easy to spot her when she is feeling entitled because she's selfish. She demands. She makes orders. And she's not grateful. In my journey, I had a few men who I will say thank you for refilling my cup of water. And they will be like, Wait, what? You're saying thank you? I'm like, yes. And they'll be like, well, that is that never happens. Mm-hmm. There are so many men out there who are unable to get in, you know, step up in their masculine energy because they feel the feminine doesn't appreciate them.
1: You mm-hmm. know?
2: So if you are an entitled person and you don't want to feel that way anymore and you want to attract a great man, then start being more appreciative for the men around you and what they bring into your life. And then start asking a little bit more help Because a goddess does receive, she accepts help, and she doesn't expect anyone to just come and offer. I I feel that that is another misconception when us women, we want men to always be like our servants and always ask us, what do you need? What do you need? How can I help? You know? And I feel that men need to know that you need him. He needs to know that he's there to serve you in a sense to please you, to make you happy, and that you recognize his energy, his efforts, and that you are appreciative for the little things that he does for you. It it will take you a long way if you can show appreciation for the little things your man or men around you are doing.
1: Absolutely. 100%. 100%. It's really about dropping more into your heart, getting out of your head. And maybe it's some of the insecurities that some of us may have, uh, some of the women may have as you know, they feel like they have to get that attention. So they become a little bit more demanding. And again, I'm not, I'm not trying to pinpoint anything. I'm just talking in a general sense that sometimes our own insecurities cause us to do and say and act in certain ways that really aren't our true self. It really isn't coming from our heart space because that's based on fears from, you know, past traumas, past relationships, triggers, all of the above. But I think that when we really get to know ourselves, really connect to our feminine nature and really connect with God's source energy that we start to drop into our heart space. And then it begins to be more in alignment with what we desire and what we attract.
2: Yeah. Some of us women can be afraid of losing our masculine qualities because that in many ways have led us very far, right? We have careers, Mm -hmm. businesses, and and you need a masculine energy to build uh, a career and a business. However, I always tell women, it's not about removing your masculine traits, but it's about nourishing your feminine energy because right now it's out of balance. Right now she's being abandoned and she's being rejected and and you're betraying your own femininity, you know? So that's, that's maybe what you're attracting.
1: Right. No, I agree. I agree. So, on the other side of the break, I want to talk about some of the techniques, some of the skills, some of the things that you like to teach and coach with your clients and what's been working the best. I also want to talk a little bit about the soulmate concept and, you know, manifesting, you know, do we let things happen organically? Do we manifest and become the energy? So let's, you know, we'll dive in a little bit deeper as we get to the last part of the show. Cause I really want to, I really want to cover that. And I do want to talk a little bit more about connecting to your body, like through dance and through feminine practice. So Hold that thought, and we will be right back after this.
3: Voice America is on LinkedIn. Connect with us today. Tune in to
0: Empowering Women in Educational Leadership, a dynamic radio show celebrating women across all venues of education. Join us as we elevate diverse perspectives and success stories of trailblazing educators, highlighting that leadership is not always about a title. Discover strategies to overcome challenges and hear amazing stories of strength. Empowering Women in Educational Leadership with Dr. Stephanie Duca, Wednesdays at 8 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel stuck in a state of being that holds us back from creating the life we truly desire regardless of your own blocks or limitations imagine an easier way to get unstuck and move forward with your life on this show jason Hopkins shares his practical next right step approach that will move you toward the life you really want you too can be steps from getting the abundance love support and fulfillment your heart desires get unstuck Move forward with your life with Jason Hopkins. Tuesdays at 9 a.m. on the Voice America Empowerment Channel.
1: You have the power to be stronger, live fearlessly, and enjoy the benefits of a great life. Listen for Fearlessly Authentic with host Jody Harrison Bauer. Jody has proven at an age when many start to slow down that she is just getting started. With two grown daughters, a successful business that she started at 50, a finalist in the Sports Illustrated swimsuit issue, and a two time world bikini champion, she's ready to take you to the next level in your life. Fearlessly Authentic airs Thursdays at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on Voice
0: America Empowerment.
3: Want to see what Voice America is up to behind the scenes? on TikTok at Voice America Talk Radio.
0: Welcome back to Up Close and Empowered with Sana Johns. Have a question for Sana or a guest? Join us on the show at 888-346-9141. That's 888-346-9141. Now
1: back to the show everybody. Welcome back to Up Close and Empowered. And we are talking about feminine embodiment, feminine power, and love, relationships, dating, connecting to ourselves, all of the above. So it's been a really interesting conversation so far and it's getting better. So we talked a little bit about the alpha personality, the alpha woman earlier. Let's talk a little bit more about that. So what, what is meant by the alpha female and the alpha male. What, what can you tell us about that?
2: Yes, I think that Hollywood makes a really good uh, job at are, are telling us what is an alpha male and what is a successful male, you know, and a lot of women are attracted to that alpha, the one who's always supportive and understanding and caring, you know. Um, and, and then we have the alpha females, you know, who she wants to be the all-powerful uh, CEO, president. And and it, it's, it's wonderful to be that way if you want to be. However, I feel that there is a lot of uh, misconceptions around that and a lot of reframing that we need to do. Because many times what we see in reality, an alpha, is more of the person who's just leading the group in a bossy way. It is my way. Or the highway, uh, you have to do this because I am the expert, because I am the leader. And among men, you can actually see the in a group of men, you can always see who is the leader in that group, you know. But I want us to to go to the next level, which is the conscious person, the conscious man, the conscious woman, building conscious relationships. And by this, it means that we are not. Uh, leading from our subconscious, from ideals of I am alpha, I am beta, because those are just concepts that mean nothing at the end of the day when we are trying to build something greater. And we can just step out of those ideals of trying to be the alpha, instead be the conscious person who understands what is happening within, who can feel her or his sensations and move forward for a better, brighter future.
1: Would you say that the, the alpha is more on the energy of the ego?
2: Yes, absolutely. I do think that it is more on the ego side because what does it mean to be alpha? Then we're following what society tell us to do, right? Mm-hmm. Instead of, this is what I feel is right and my intuition is telling me that this is the right thing to do because I have integrity, I have values and I know what those are. But the alpha person doesn't necessarily follow their values and integrity.
1: Yes, that's a whole other show. <laughs> <laughs> well, I know. Uh so let's let's move along to soulmates and manifesting. And do you think that People, you know, should organically just meet their person. Do you think that they could, they should be a little bit more aggressive? I don't mean aggressive, but, you know, take action and getting out there, maybe doing online dating or, you know, what are your thoughts about that?
2: Well, I do want to clarify on the soulmate and there is a new buzzword going on around Twin Flame. I want to clarify on that because I feel there is a lot of misconceptions around that and um, people can be very... Um, pushy when they think they they have met their soulmate or twin flame. And the reality is that a soulmate is just someone who has decided to uh, be with you in that life. So if you believe in soulmates, you have to believe in reincarnation because that's what a soulmate is. You have lived together multiple lives to help on each other's karma, right? So when you see this person, it feels like familiar, And you feel like you know each other for a very long time. And that is possible. But this soulmate can be a sister, a brother, best friend, parent, you know, even the parent that has caused you a lot of trauma because that was the purpose, right? To help you heal your soul in different ways, in different levels through having a human experience. So you have multiple soulmates in different bodies, in different ways. And at the end of the day, we're all energy and we come from one source. So it's just the illusion that there is only one person for us. The reality is that, no, there is not just one person Mm -hmm. for you. However, you have a choice to make every single day to be with that person, to grow with that person. And that person also has a choice that is free will. And I feel that when we fall into the trap of soulmate and twin flame, we many times are just uh, voiding their free will right, even ours because we stay stuck in in even toxic and dangerous relationships just for the sake of protecting the twin flame and the soulmate. So to answer your question about manifestation, manifestation is a doing and a being practice, meaning that you can manifest your, your person. I did, and when I did it right, when I finally decided to sit down and do it right, He came after 30 days and I didn't know he was the right person, you know. And and so we are developing our relationship and discovering so many good things about ourselves and navigating our differences together as a team, as partners, you know. So I think it's important that people sit down and actually feel how you want to feel in your relationship. Again, we go back to what do you want? And how do you want to feel in that relationship? Because I find a lot of people manifesting and I did, I made that mistake of just having lists of qualities and attributes of this person, you know, that is a good thing to do. However, are you also making a list of what kind of person or what kind of woman or man is that person looking for? If you want a conscious man, are you a conscious woman and vice versa? If you want a man- who honors and builds you and protects you. Would you do that for him? If you want a man who is in touch with his feminine uh, energy, you know, and he's in touch with his heart, are you in touch with yours? That's the second list. And now the third list is about feelings. You know, manifestation is about feeling that what you have or what you want is already here. So you have to feel like if you want a million dollars, you have to live like a million dollar and feel like a million dollar person, right? It's the same thing when manifesting a relationship. You cannot put a name. You cannot say, oh, I'm going to manifest this person that I met two years ago and I want them back. No, you have to manifest a relationship and focus on how do you want to feel. When I was doing my practice, I remember I was saying I want to feel desire multiple times and I want to feel safe and I want to feel protected. That's wonderful. What does it mean for Gabriela to feel safe, desire and protected? What is happening when you're having that, when you know you're safe? What is exactly happening, right? Because what it means safety for me, it may be different to what it means to Sona or Cindy or Mark,
1: right? Right, right. And you did the work though. I mean, you actually did some work too. I mean, don't you believe that people need to do somewhat inner work on themselves before they start manifesting? I'm not saying we have to be completely healed because there's no such thing. We're on a continual healing journey, our whole life, personal growth, soul's evolution. Uh, Do you feel that in order to call in or, you know, manifest a relationship in your life that you should be, I hate to use the word should, uh, might want to do some inner work first, like working, because when you were doing this manifesting, hadn't you done the work?
2: I had already done the work and I had already tried many different manifestation techniques and they weren't working. Uh, It doesn't have to, I don't think you have to do the work to manifest someone. You know, there are a lot of people who break. A relationship, and then all of a sudden, a month later, they find the right person for them. You know, mm-hmm. I feel that more than anything, we have to learn communication skills. We have to learn how to be loving and caring for other people. And if you have those qualities, maybe you'll be it will be easier for you to meet the right person. Some people take a month to attract the right person for them, some people may take three years, depending on the trauma and depending how, uh, <laughs> how resistant. You are to getting what you want, and it right.
1: control. <laughs> and and also how resistant you are to opening your heart. Like I know a lot of people, their hearts are closed. They're they're shielded. They're guarded based on a previous relationship. And this is men and women. It doesn't matter. Uh, we're all human. We all feel. And it's really hard once you've had a, a connection with someone for a while. So I find that sometimes people stay guarded. And I feel like some of that needs to, some of the guards need to come down in order to open your heart up to be receptive.
2: Yeah. Yeah, It's about being flexible and about having boundaries too, because one guard, you know, one wall may come down and then something happens and you boom, build another wall. Right. So Mm -hmm. I feel that it's important for us women more than men to heal our resentment. Because we have a lot of resentment for all the things women have gone through throughout history. So it's important that we heal. start with healing that resentment. And you can do it in and out of a relationship. Or you can do it while you're dating. You can do it with your friends. You can simply notice what are your thoughts when you see a man? What are your thoughts when you go out on a date? So that slowing down will allow you to listen to yourself, to
1: listen to your ego. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I agree. No, I, I I, think that there's a lot of relevance to that for sure. Just as we're winding down, Gabriella, can you give us a couple techniques or skills or some of the first things that you have people do to kind of tap into their feminine energy? Like just a few things that maybe some of us may want to look into and, and get more information on.
2: Yeah. Um, the main thing I will say is to learn how to slow down and disconnect and find out what makes you happy. Try different things and learn more about you. What makes you happy? Forget about society, forget about your friends and what people are telling you, and just go on a journey of self-discovery. If you, I recommend dancing for women uh, and women and men, you know, because in in Spanish dancing specifically, uh, we have to be followers. And if you go to dance, uh, salsa classes, men are the leaders and then you have the followers. So try that. See how it feels to move your body, to let go of control. Um, And then notice how you are closing your heart and what part of your body is clenching when certain situations are happening whether it's in the professional environment or anywhere at home or with your friends
1: right no thank you so much for sharing that it's very very valuable information to our listeners i'm sure so where can people get a hold of you gabriella and i i believe you have some kind of a free giveaway or something that people can actually reach out and get from you
2: yes i have a amazing gift for the ladies. This one is specific for women to tap into their feminine energy. If you listen to this for 21 days, I can assure you, you're going to have amazing experience. Uh, This is an activation to activate your love life. And you can go to lovegoddessactivation.com. And you'll be able to download it from there. And for the gentleman, the men who would like to connect with me and get a little bit more information, you can simply email me to hello at com.
1: Great. And you're on Instagram. And the what is the link for the 21-day freebie? It's lovegoddessactivation.com. Okay, Great. Thank you so much, Gabriella. I've enjoyed this conversation and it's been different from all of my others. And and I like to do that. I like to mix it up each show. And I'm just, it's been such a pleasure talking with you about this. And I'm just really excited to share the show with more people. So thank you so much for being on here today. I wanna thank all of my listeners as well. Please send me your feedback. I'd love to hear from you. And next week, join me uh, with Jesse Elliott all the way from being a socialite with the nickname Sunshine to fierce and sometimes uncomfortable truth teller. She is now the truth teller. Uh, She has a challenging story growing up that she will share and how she really stepped into her empowerment. So join me next week as we talk with Jesse Elliott. So I want to thank all of you. Have a beautiful week, an empowered week, and thank you again for listening. Thanks
0: for tuning in to today's episode of Up Close and Empowered with Sana Johns. We hope that after listening today, it's inspired you to discover and cultivate your true inner power and consciously create your life. Tune in next week for another impactful episode.